Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the Hadit.com Radio Show. Hadit.com Radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this 10th day of May 2018. We're here with our co-host, Jay Basser, and uh, today we're going to talk about uh, uh, traveling veterans. Uh, a lot of veterans out there have RVs and, and uh, fifth wheels and what have you, and trailers, regular trailers, and just travel around and enjoy the countryside and all the scenic views. And so we thought it'd be nice to do a show on different campgrounds. Uh, and because uh, John, he, uh, or yeah, John, he's got a, a fifth wheel. And he traveled around a lot of these campgrounds, and especially government campgrounds. There's some pretty nice ones, aren't they, John? And there's a lot of nice ones, Gerald, and there's a lot that uh, ain't too nice. <laughs> but uh, it all depends on, you know, where you're at. You know, there's a lot of nice campgrounds out there, there's, you know, you know, for especially for veterans. You know, if they, uh, if you travel at all, you know, we do it, we take ours. I don't stay in motels. I don't, uh, you know, I'd rather stay in my own place and not worry about the bed bugs and Maid service or anything like that, and the way you know you clean it the way you want it. And, uh, there's all kinds of campers out there, Gerald. There's anywhere from the humongous half a million dollar to two million dollar Class A diesels to fifth wheels, travel trailers, or even Class C. They got a Class C super diesel, costs about half a million dollars. Expensive stuff, and then there's your regular pool camp, you know, travel trailers, truck campers, you know. Yeah. You know, people want to see them all. And, uh, you know, veterans have a little bit of a better advantage. Uh, you know, of course, most people do this. The uh, majority of them are retirement age, and uh, I've got a group on there. And then you got some that are not, you know, faithless retirement age. you got some 100% disabled vets that travel. A lot of them do. Um, there is a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of different campgrounds. Depends on where you go to, what areas you want uh some campgrounds are limited, like age restricted. Have you seen those? Uh, no, I didn't know they had those. There's a lot down there. You know, in Florida, they've got places that are 55 plus. You got to be 55 or older to, to stay in places like that. Uh, yeah, some people own their own lot. Yeah, I imagine most of your your uh, uh, campers or traveling veterans or uh, 55 plus, uh, mm-hmm. uh, although there could be some younger ones, you know, depend on when they went in the service or if they retired out of the service or, uh, they, uh, you know, they they have uh, disabilities and service connected for mm-hmm. injuries. Mm-hmm. So, so there's a, you know, camp is a lot like being involved with having you get a lot of people on there that's been there, done that, and uh, or are they doing it now? You know, same with the claims process. You know, you're getting advice on your claims and had it. Com. Basically, the same thing with the you know the camping people, the, the travelers. Yeah. You know, there's oh god, there's hundreds of pages in Facebook. You know, but you know, it depends on which area you want. You got fifth wheels. You got the military. There's several military ones, and uh, there's, there's a military RV south that I like. It's they give a lot of good information out, and if you're looking for a campsite or if you want, you know, if you have an idea, or if you want advice, you know, you can post it on there, and they'll tell you, you know, left or right, because most people have already been through this, you know. I'll tell uh-huh. a couple of funny stories here. I'll tell a couple of funny stories here during the show and uh, relate to this because you know it can be pretty comical. Uh, uh, you know, but, I've read a lot of them stories on uh, like the. 
pull down our beers and the veterans, our beers, and and uh, they're really interesting. <laughs> and I, you know, if anything can go wrong, <laughs> sometimes it does. And and uh, there's some, uh, and you learn a lot. Uh, the ones yep. that. Uh, for the veterans out there that's not familiar with these websites, uh, sure, sure need to check them out. Uh, uh, they have a lot of valuable information and shortcuts, and and so it can save you money in the long run. You can, sure can. You know, I think uh, you know you got the, you got uh, you got some, some popular. Uh, Facebook pages, you know, that are, that really take care of this stuff. And um, but there's one site uh, I, I can give you. I can give you the, the couple ones that I really like. And um, there's a Facebook page called Full Time RVers. It's full high space or hyping time. And it's a capital R, capital B, and ERS. And uh, a group strength, you know, see how popular they are. Look at their membership numbers. And this thing's got, they're pushing over 60,000 members. And uh, this side here, you know, you get a lot of good advice. And it's heavily moderated. You know, the uh, admins and moderators are, you know, they're, 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 they don't really, you know, they don't, they don't take too much bull, you know, and things like that, you know. They try to keep everything related to RBN. And it's got a lot of good stories on it and, you know, some funny stories, of course. There's a lot of advice on there. And there's just all kinds of them. I mean, you can look at, uh, you've got, uh, you got another one I really like called the Military Veterans RV Community. You can join that page. It's got a lot of veteran information, a lot of things. The best thing about being, you know, a veteran in camping, uh, if you've got a hundred percent rating from the VA, and uh, you can stay at the military campgrounds, um, those are often, you know, they've usually got thirty, fifty amp hookups, pretty nice places, and they're usually between uh, twenty-five and forty bucks a night, maybe even less in some places. That's for a pretty good campsite, you know, because you can go to some of these luxury sites and they'll charge you 60, 70 bucks a night. And that's wow. almost getting back to hotel staying money, but yeah, these places are pretty nice. Yeah, but now there's a web or it's not a it's a website. Okay, it's called militarycampgrounds.us. You can register for that site and join. It's got all the military sites on here that they know about. It's got links to every page. It's got pictures. It's even got a place to book reservations. And, of course, now a lot of these military parks, you have to book your reservations, especially if you want to stay the winter in Florida. You better do it way in advance. So there's a lot of snowbirds that go down in RVs. And uh, it's, you know, it gets pretty crowded. But still, you know, it beats snow, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. You can look at all these yeah, you can look at all these and get the information out. And you know, what you do, you can make plans. But, you know, it. I mean, there's a lot of veterans that do this. you got a lot of disabled vets that do this. I've seen several folks in wheelchairs doing it. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's it's pretty cool to watch them do a lot of them pretty good. I saw a guy with a big fifth wheel last year down in Florida. We took a, we got a park upside the ocean down in the bar. And, uh, he had a fifth wheel. He was in a wheelchair, and he could walk a little bit, but he would go around and, you know, he'd go take his little wheelchair outside, and he'd get his compartments and open them up, and, you know. Of course, he never did see the front of his camper because I was behind him, so I didn't know how he got inside that thing, but he did. Huh. Yeah. yeah, he did, so. and But, you know, and, you know, you can... You can live the lifestyle to do this. Actually, you know, it's not. It's very reasonable to do it right. Some people do it full time completely. They don't have a house, and uh, you know, they do it. They go to different places. Uh, 
personally what I do is, uh, you know, people that have a motor home, they told a vehicle behind them, you know, use a flat tote or have a trailer. And then, but you run into problems at campgrounds because there's not much place to store your trailer, you know. So, a good idea with that would be to contact your local U-Haul dealer, rent you a U-Haul to the destination you're going, turn it in, and when you get ready to go somewhere else, get you another one, turn it, you know, keep doing that. That way, you don't have to put pay up, keep and maintenance on a trailer or storage. So basically, it'd probably save you in the long run doing that. Well, I know my daughter. She's got a. Um her and her husband have a what they call a toy hauler, and that's big enough they can put a small vehicle in there. Yeah, uh, you can put a small in one, anything. Yeah, uh, a four wheeler yeah. or a small car. Yeah, and uh, you can. which comes in handy, and they really love that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, some states will let you haul a fifth wheel. And then you can yeah. actually put a receiver hitch on. You can put a receiver on back of that football and haul a car with a trailer on. Yes, you or can. Boat. Yeah. In some states, you know, but they got length requirements, so you got to look at it too. You know, if you got a forty-five foot fifth wheel and a thirty-two foot tow or a big tow vehicle like a three-quarter ton dually, you know, then you're <laughs> probably not going to be able. You probably already almost over the limit anyway. You know, if you got a shorter truck, shorter fifth wheel, yeah, you know, you'd probably get by with. I think I think in Kentucky it's sixty-five feet. So I don't know what it is in the very other places, you know. And then uh, you got to watch licensing in some places like that too, you know, because, I mean, some places if you got a motorhome that's made by a bus manufacturer, like a Prevost or an MCI or something like that. Yeah. Then you might have to have, you might have, to have a CDL to drive it circuit in the state. I have heard that, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. on, yeah. on so. some, some Class A Motorhomes, uh, you need a CDL. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's only if it's a bus chassis, you know. I mean, but, you know, if I could afford a Prevost, I'd be in pretty tall cotton because the frame itself for a Prevost is, 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 is almost a half a million dollars. And it's just for the frame wow. and the engine part. That's, that's for they put the camper on it. Yeah. Good grief. Yeah. I so, feel a lot of money. Oh, John, let me give out our phone number here uh, for the listeners. Uh, If uh, any of you have any questions or comments, uh, please call in. Uh, Our call-in number is 347-237-4819. And uh, this call-in number, once again, is 347. Four seven two three seven four eight one nine, and then there'll be a lady come on there, and uh, after she speaks or while she's speaking, I think you can hit number one, and I'll put you right in the queue here with John and I. So, yeah, if you have any true. questions or comments, uh, feel free to call in. Uh, yeah. Go, uh, go ahead, John. Okay. Folks, Coleman, you know, if you got questions or whatever, even if you're RVing and you want to pass the tips on, go ahead and call in. You know, uh, got a big audience tonight, so we want to kind of, you know, keep things going. But uh, we were discussing, uh, you know, basically campgrounds and, and types of RVs and stuff. You know, people use. Um, Personally, I'm a Florida camper. You know, I like that. I plan on going out to Matt Rushmore probably later this year, maybe next year, if health allows me to do it. But, you know, it's there's nothing better than, you know, going somewhere and staying in your own place. You bet. I can nothing, agree with that. There's nothing better. You know, you can stock that refrigerator up, and, you know, if you get hungry or whatever, you can pull over and fix you a sandwich or whatever and eat you a bite. You got to go to the bathroom. You don't have to get outside the vehicle. You know. Yeah. Things like that makes it easier, and it's more sanitary. It's safer, you know. And oh, I agree. It, it I made my part safer. I want to give some advice out now for the people that pull travel trailers and fifth wheels. If you're pulling a fifth wheel, you should be okay. 
you know, just make sure that you have enough truck to handle that fifth wheel because the fifth wheel sump can get very heavy. I know some DRVs and some redwoods that are 17, 18, 19,000 pounds, maybe even heavier. And you need a truck to pull it with, and you need a truck to stop it. Of course, the camper's going to have brakes, but you got a lot of weight there. I've seen some people with 3,500 dualies, you know, of course, Dodge makes one of the full 30,000 pounds. Then I've seen some Fords, and but I've seen a lot of folks jump up to the 450s in the bigger trucks. Even though a couple of guys that have them that uh, pull them with those uh, tractor trailer, you know, the truck, the tractor part of the trailer. Yeah. Pull the fifth wheels around, and they're big old head ones like that, you know, that's what they do. But if you pull a, a travel trailer, especially a travel trailer, <clears throat> any travel trailer is over a certain foot, safety pulling something 30, 32 foot long. Make sure that you've got the proper vehicle set up to tow that travel trailer. And make sure that your freshwater tanks and things like that are, uh, I'd say, keep them empty. Because travel trailers are towing weight trucks, they go in the back of your truck. The fifth wheel puts this low center balance over your back axle. The travel trailers in the bumper of that truck, it's not an extension. Of course you can put this you know, you can put the weight distribution set on it with the bars and and you know, and the, the sway bars and all this other stuff. But you have to be careful because several accidents I've seen this year involving campers are in our towing of a travel trailer. And <clears throat> regardless of the back truck you have I've even seen dualies flipped over with them. So, you know, you got to make sure your weight's balanced even inside that camper if you're going to pull it. And this advice comes from a man that's pulled one thousands of miles. I've pulled a travel trailer all over the country, through the hills of West Virginia to the beaches of Florida and back. <laughs> you know, so it's, uh, you know, your tow vehicle and how you've got your weight distribution inside that camper is very... It's, it's key, you know, and make sure you have enough vehicle to pull it. I mean, you always check your weight and the GBWR and your total capacity on your vehicles. And remember, if you've got a payload, you've got a pickup truck, and they've got a payload of 1,500 pounds, and you've got a camper with a hitch weight or a, or a hitch weight on the camper of roughly 1,000 pounds, and you've got four people to ride in that vehicle, and you might be, you know, you might overexceed that. So you got to be very careful and calculate it correctly. So, and there's oh, a lot of yeah, I like can see some, where you yeah. could over, yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Uh, of but if you're going to pull a uh, John, if you're going to pull a a travel trailer, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you're serious uh, uh, RVer or out there just traveling around the country, I would say uh, wouldn't a guy want at least a minimum of one-ton truck uh, to pull them? I know three-quarter tons can do it, but uh, wouldn't you be better off spending a little extra money and get you a truck with enough, enough horsepower to take care of things? Well, actually, the engine's the same, the 2500 and 3500 drill in the Chevrolet, the Ford, and the Dodge. Uh, oh, it what is. What you're stacked up against there, yeah, what you're looking at there is a little bit of a difference in payload. Now, for example, if you got a, uh, let's, do, let's go for Dodge, a 2500 Dodge uh, crew cab, four-wheel drive, regular bed truck. It's got a towing capacity somewhere between 17,000 and change to. 17.3 or something like that. Now, if you go up to 3,500 and you don't get the duty option, then your towing capacity is not going to change that much. Your payload might increase a little bit, but your towing capacity is not going to increase that much. You add the duty wheels, and that's where it goes up into the 24,000 to 30,000 pound range. So those extra yeah. set of wheels do does make, you know, you're pulling a fifth wheel, yeah. I would go ahead. I would use a dually, you know, unless you got uh, a, a pop can fifth wheel, you know, something weighs eight thousand pounds or less. You know, I really wouldn't worry about it because a fifth wheel yeah, is going to fall you where you go. Tra- yeah, trailer. 
Now, travel trailers are going to try to rock you because they sometimes just try to sway on you, and then you get that rocking motion. You know, it's kind of like driving a tractor trailer, you know, with a heavy load on the back of it. You feel that trailer trying to twist every once in a while, and you can feel it. You know, <clears throat> sometimes it'll scare you. And I've seen I've seen them go ahead and get out of control. And the first thing they do is get sideways, and I've seen them turn trucks over. So, but the fifth wheels, they track a lot better. They pull a lot easier. And fifth wheel is a very popular option because, you know, if you can get a 400-square-foot RV and you pull it behind the truck, you know, and you don't have a, you know, you don't have to worry about, you've got all camper. You don't have to worry about a steering wheel up front, you know. But yeah. then again, there's some people, you know, they prefer they prefer the drivers, you know, and uh, the drivers, you know, they, they make it a lot easier on people too, you know. You just drive one place to the other, and, that, and that's a pretty good thing. So it, it all depends on people's preference to what to get. But, you know, just, uh, you know, travel trailers are very popular because they're very expensive. You know, but if you get if you go to a high-end travel trailer, then you're looking at, um, you know, you're, you're, you're within five or $10,000 of, 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 of a fifth wheel. Yeah. So, you know, if it's not your butt, for the fifth wheel, you know, if you get a heavy enough fifth wheel, you've got to, you got to make that $45,000 expenditure, you know, for a, as for a base model truck, something like that, you know. But uh, people ask me all the time, you know, what preference is in a tow vehicle. And uh, for towing, uh, I prefer a diesel engine. And the manufacturers that have diesel engines are, you know, you got Ford, you got Chevrolet, and you got Ram, Dodge Ram. Uh, the Ford's a power stroke, six seven liter diesel, pretty good engine. You know, of course the truck's aluminum. The Chevrolet is a six six Duramax, which is a heck good engine, real good engine. I own, I've owned, I've owned two of them, and that's a good engine. It, it pulls really well. Uh, the truck itself, you know, might have some issues. You know, with, with uh, we, I had one I called Old Shaky. You remember that one, Charles? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can mix. You you could you could mix what you want up that thing. That thing shook like crazy. They finally, I finally got rid of it. And then uh, you know, Rams got that six seven liter Cummins, and you know, I don't care who who makes the engine, but you put the word Cummins on an engine, it's a good engine. Yeah. And uh, it uh, that's probably that that's a towing beast. That's a towing machine. And uh, that's probably the least problems I had to have an engine was with a Cummins with a Ram 6.7 liter. You know, of course, the truck got recalled probably 15 or 16 times with other issues, but the engine was never touched. But there's a new player in the market, Gerald. A new dude. Uh, what? That Nissan? Came out in 2000. Yeah, it came out in 2016. It's a 5-liter Cummins. Of course, it doesn't have a total capacity of a 3,500, but it was still total 12,000 pounds. Well, and that's pretty good. It's ride quality. The, yeah, the ride quality's better. Um, as far as towing it, it'll pull. It'll pull. It'll 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 it'll, it'll pull. It's, it's a powerful truck. You know, and you can't break a diesel by horsepower, anyways. You know, a diesel is by torque. Yeah. And that's a good little truck. And they're thousand dollars cheaper than the other three, and you can get a higher grade truck for less money. Well, if you're not pulling a real large trailer, it would come, you know, Mm. that would be adequate. Right. Right. So if you're looking at a 35-foot trailer with a 400-pound tongue weight, you're going to be fine in your, you know, you're going to be fine in your hitch weight or your payload. But, uh, you know, they pull pretty good. And... The SL version and higher of the uh, Nissan comes standard with a uh, gooseneck hitch kit already installed in the truck. That's, oh. that's part of the truck itself. Mm-hmm. Sure do. Oh, that's a good deal. Mm-hmm. And you can put a gooseneck. You can probably put one of them BMW turnover ball hitches or one of them BMW, what do you call them, a companion, BMW companion. Yeah. That's a hitch that you, uh, you know, it's got, you just slide down, the, you just slide the shaft down inside the uh, gooseneck hitch and, you know. 
and uh, they've got one at Twist on too. I think fits the race, but uh, that's a pretty good deal. I use an Anderson Ultimate. It's a pretty good hitch. It looks like a tripod. Yeah. It didn't weigh much, and you just bolt it down and tighten it up. And with fifth wheels, you know, if you're taking off, you're gonna get some shake and shimmy because there's some slack and some play. So it's gonna feel like you're shaking to death. But best thing to do with Anderson, it takes all that out. It's smooth as it can be. Yeah. There's no play and slack, and that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Well, yeah. And if you're disabled vet. Slack can get you in trouble. <laughs> yeah, it's true, but if you're disabled vet like myself, you know, I've, you know, if you got loss of use of certain body parts and shoulders and arms and things like that, you know, that lighter hitch is a deal because them other fifth wheels are heavy. Yeah. I know one guy has a he has to load his up with a shop crane. <laughs> Oh, no kidding. You know, yeah. But the Anderson, you can take it out five minutes, and you got a truck bed, too. You have no rails to worry about, nothing like that. You know, you can haul stuff. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's enough for total vehicles. I mean, you can tow, you know, it's your, what your preference is. Make sure that you're, you've got enough vehicle to pull the camper behind you. And it makes things a lot better. It does. But, uh you know, campgrounds, there's a lot of different campgrounds out there. You've got a lot of chains. You've got a lot of KOAs. you got Yogi Bear. You know, you've got all kinds of different ones. You uh, know, you've got these escapes. you got clubs, too. you got uh, escapes and things like that. You know, people that you can save a discount at these campgrounds that are sponsored by that group. Uh, <clears throat> you got Good Sam. You know about a camping world, Good Sam? Camping World has got a product called Good Sam Club. And if you join the club itself, I think you can save some money on diesel fuel at uh, gas and stuff. But uh, I think it's a pilot and flying J. You save so much a gallon off that. They, they give a 10% off of their sponsored campsites. And that's all good. It's camping World RV sales are pretty decent, you know. And, uh, of course, they offer some other products, too. But if you buy a product like Roadside Assistance, I do want to remind everyone, please read the fine print. Uh, got stranded here a few weeks ago down in the great state of Alabama. Had an issue with a fuel pump on a truck and had to leave the had to leave the RV at State Park. Luckily they had a spot for me in store. They put it up for me. And we called about the trip interruption service they had because we were trying to get back home. And they told us, well, we weren't involved in an accident, so we didn't cover it. Uh. So I came, me and came home the next Monday morning. Me and the wife went over to Allstate, sat down with their agent, talked to them. We took out the Allstate Motor Club. And Allstate, if you have a problem with your vehicle, they will take care of your camper. And they will make sure it's towed. Uh, AAA won't do that, but Allstate will. It was ah. cheaper. Than, it was cheaper than a good thing, too, Joe. Well, now that's good to know. That's good to know. So you got to read the fine print because I mean, if you get stranded because of a breakdown, and then uh, you're sitting beside the road with your camper, you're in trouble. Because you're going to pay somebody to haul the camper. You know, you might have uh, the roadside assistance from the dealer, from the manufacturer of the vehicle that'll take care of the vehicle, but where are you going to take that camper to? They're going to charge you 100 bucks to hook to it. Or more. Or more, yeah. Some of these places are, uh, you know, some, especially out in the middle of low in these small towns now, they, and they'll get you. You know, once they, they'll rob you blind, you know. Well, they want four or five hundred dollars to move it ten miles. Oh, so you got to be, you know, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. That's one good thing about this roadside assistance. Make sure you have it on, you know, the vehicle you got, and make sure that it covers what they're towing. And no matter if it's a camper or a boat, also it'll cover it. Uh, if you got a motor home, uh, coast net's very good. I think that's one of the best, you know, for motorhomes. I think you've got OB coverage, trailer coverage, too. But uh, I would look to find something that, uh, you know, that fits your needs. And uh, there's all kinds of stuff on it. Now, full-time RVers out there, there's a lot of questions on there. A lot of folks have, they full-time. 
you know, and the disabled veterans, you know, the full-time, they, they don't stay in one place. They'll travel from point to point. And their biggest question is, how do you get VA care on the road? And one guy says, you just go to the clinic or whatever it does, and you go ahead and register with them, too. You can register them on one VA. And, uh, you know, they'll see you. If you get sick, you just go to any VA emergency room, they'll see you. But uh, yeah. and there's also these um, mail service companies. People get their mail through the mail service companies. Yes. So what they do is you get your mail for that, and they'll know where you're at, and they'll send it to you all one time. You just get a box of mail a week. That's pretty good. You know, you get your medicine, VA, and things that way too. A lot of folks do it, and they have not, you know, haven't had an issue with it. So that's something you got, you know, think forward to. That's a good deal. Uh, always that's keep good to know. Always keep up a backup prescription. All your medications on you, and if you have to, if you got any type of insurance at all, it's you always make sure that you find a nearest Walgreens if you have an emergency to get something filled. You know, I've done that before too, but luckily I've got insurance, so I've had to do that too. Walgreens, and I've had doctors call stuff in too. You know, you call stuff into one Walgreens and they transfer it to another one, just like that. So that's no big deal. But you know, always that's the best way to do stuff like that, and. uh but, now, I've had know, Walmart do that for me uh, when we used to get Walmart too, but, at Walmart. Yeah, but the best thing about Walgreens is you don't have to get out of the vehicle. Oh, well, that is a good feature. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. me getting the wheelchair, the buddy. <laughs> time, she gets, time, time she gets that chair out and gets you in, in, in the Walmart and back out the truck, she's ready to go home. She's pooped. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> yeah. But the best, Don't go on out you know the best thing about, for you. <laughs> but I ain't dogging. I'm not dogging Walmart at all. Walmart's wonderful, especially the RVers, because, you know, sometimes RVers um, need a place to stop overnight and things like that. You know, you can pull in an what you, say, you need to go in the store and tell them, ask them what, you, you know, what you're doing. And go in and buy something, you know, don't worry about it, you know, show them a little bit of appreciation. But uh, you can stay there, you know, and uh, you can yeah. sleep. And, uh, buddy, I get up about 6 o'clock in the morning and take off anyways, you know. But uh, Walmart, some Walmarts won't quit, so they stopped doing that because uh, people are taking advantage of it. I went to one once and pulled it there, and there's seven or eight campers in there. And the people had their slides out and was out cooking and everything, you know, but it's camping in a Walmart parking lot, you know. It's supposed to be for a stop. Oh. Yeah, so yeah, that's but, uh, not good. <clears throat> my best advice to anybody: you can do that. But what I would also consider doing is I would get a membership to either Sam's Club or Costco, especially Costco, because you can do it. If you're a member, you can do it at Costco, and it makes it a little bit easier, you know, on their. Uh, because they've got gas stations in there too. It's Walmart, but you know I like Costco. I'm a Costco type person. And um, but there's all kinds of places like that. Some some interstate systems. I think Alabama. Some other states. Lake State. I think eight hours at a rest area. Yeah. And uh, things like that. You can do that. If you're traveling, you know, say if you're going to California and you want to stop over three nights, you can, you know, you can probably pick that out and stay there without having to get a motel. But uh, I advise there, especially 100% vets retired military, to get on that, uh, get on that military campground site and look at it because there's a lot of sites out there. There's hundreds of them across the country, and if you're going somewhere not too far away from where you're going to go, you know. It's probably better if you're going to drive, go ahead and take your camper, and have to worry about having to find a place to stay. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, find a place. Well, to you can plan your route ahead of time and uh, uh, pick your stops out. I would think you can, but you always have to have plan B and C because not everything always goes as it seems. Yeah. You know, if you're going to travel, you yeah. You want to travel? You want to travel so many hours a day? You don't want to be driving no ten or fifteen hours a day. Pull no. a camper, fifth wheel, you know. So take the time and space it out. And see what it takes. You know, and try to get, to, you know, to where you want to go. We stopped over in Alabama a lot. You know, going to Florida, we'll stop there. If I leave in the afternoon, I'll stop down there and we'll sleep over and get in the morning. And 
We roll into Florida about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you know, time to hook up and turn the air conditioner on and kick back. You know, it's better, better to do fast stuff in the daylight than get anywhere in the dark. It's safer that yeah, way. Yeah, you want to plan your stops uh, <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, with the sun. <laughs> yeah. You sure do, and uh, you might want to check out each state law, you know, concerning RVs and stuff. They've got some different laws. Well, There's nothing major, you know, but you want to check. And uh, if you carry, you know, and if you carry a firearm, check the state laws you're going through and check out the campgrounds and check out the, if you're going to stay at a military campground, Air Force is pretty, pretty reasonable and stuff like that. Don't take them near a Navy base, so. Oh, do they go through your band or your um, trailer? No firearms allowed on base. Well, a lot of bases are that way, I think. <clears throat> Air Force, you can check them. Certain bases. It's all on other things. That's always a great area, too, you know. I mean, it's uh but I don't think I'm going to Chicago to camp on the north side or south side anyways or whatever it is. No, I wouldn't think so. You, know. <laughs> you probably won't catch me in the back in the state of Illinois. If I, go to, if I come to Missouri, Gerald, I want to go through Arkansas and go south. Yeah. I want to avoid Illinois at all costs. Yeah. Bypass St. Louis. I wish, well... St. Louis really ain't that bad, you know, as long as you wait bye-bye to it, go through it, you know. Yeah, as long as you're running too, you know, it's pretty cool. <clears throat> Get through it as quick as possible. All right. Now, also, folks, the biggest thing, I, one of the big things that I wanted to bring up is you've got a fifth wheel or a motorhome, especially a fifth wheel. Make sure you know the height of that fifth wheel because these are the interstate systems, okay, and they've got uh, some GPS devices and running alley and things like that, especially with truckers and RVers, that can get you to avoid these kind of circumstances I'm fixing to bring up. Seen a guy last year was cruising down his RV. Big fifth wheel, beautiful fifth wheel. And he comes through and there's a railroad bridge. He thinks, I'm going to make that, no problem. So he laid. He doesn't slow down or nothing. He hit it in 50 some mile higher. Biggest crunch in the world ever was. He turned around and looked, looked at his camper roof, and his camper was okay. But Lane's turned across the highway behind him with his air conditioners. He didn't de air condition his camper with a bridge. <laughs> Probably lost all the Freon out of them. <laughs> and destroyed them. Yeah. And that was probably a pretty expensive repair. I would imagine. Yeah, so you rip the drippy rip the ACs off your campers, you know. That's a very, very of course it happens a lot. You wouldn't believe how much it happens. You wouldn't believe how much it happens. But if you really want to know what RV is about, just get that rent that movie RV from Robin Williams. You seen that movie, Gerald? Yeah, I have. <laughs> He's the only man I've ever seen turn an RV into a submarine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty no. comical. Yeah. Uh, no. I'm just getting. Go, Go ahead. ahead. Well, on. Uh, veterans getting into RVing, you know, you got to keep in mind your disability and and what stage of illness you're in. If you're right. in really bad shape, I think it's probably a mistake to run out here and spend your money on an RV thinking you're going to travel across the country and see all the sights when you're not really able to get out and do all your hookups and this and that. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, 
you got to bear in mind your health. Uh, some people just not able to do it. And uh, I'd be cautious of that because yep. you're, if you're going to do RVing, I don't know, is there a place you can rent like a, a, a trailer or, uh, you know? Oh, yeah, a lot uh, of big dealers rent them. Uh, rent it and, and try it for a weekend, or, or I would try it for two or three weekends. And if you you say, hey, I can I can handle this, then uh, well, you, I would consider well, buying you, one. But what you want to do, Gerald? You you probably want to uh, you know due to your situation, you know you could probably run a toy hauler class C or a class A, you know, a smaller one. Yeah. And you could rent one of them, and if you got a wheelchair, you got access to the back, you know, to the back of it because it's got a ramp to hold it down. Yeah, right. They do. You know, you can you can ride a power chair right up in there, and you can strap a chair down. You know, things like that. Yeah. You could actually drive it yourself. You know, and just find one with plenty of room in it. Um, try to get the RV that matches your disability. You know, if you've got uh, a lot of yeah, problems that's with right. legs and arms, and you know, legs and arms, things like that. You know, you. Can, it would be impossible to have a trailer or fifth wheel. You know, you probably would be better off, a lot better off to get a driver. And you don't have to buy an old brand new one. I mean, you know, I've seen several of these things that are six, five, six years old with less than 10,000 miles sitting around for sale. Yeah. And if it's a diesel 10,000 miles, then you've got a broke in yet. Yeah, I would think so, about a Class B. Uh, Class B is okay, too. Which I thought would be big enough for my wife and I. Uh, I like that Mercedes Sprinter. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been. Yeah. Oh, I'd sure love to get one of those. They make them uh, the Class C drill, you know, but they're they're smaller. Oh, they, they sure do. Is. A Class C? Yeah. 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 They make it in Class E, a Sprinter van. It's a 3500 chassis with a dually wheels. Well, I've looked at a lot of them that uh, was Class B. Uh, mm-hmm. They look good. They had the bed and uh, a little sink, uh, a porta potty mm-hmm. in them, and, and uh, you know, uh, some of them, uh, I've seen uh, uh, several that was even wheelchair uh, handicapped uh, uh, yeah. available. And I thought they were really nice. But if I get something, it'd be something like that. That way we wouldn't have to worry about hooking up nothing. You know, I think people that do this and people that, uh, you know, like to RV and stuff like that and have disabilities and things like that, you know, I think it gives them something more to look forward to, like trips and things like that. I believe it makes them live longer. Oh, I would agree with that. And yeah, you can travel. You, know, you, the, get, you get tired and wore out. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. you, can, you can go back there and take a nap. <laughs> yeah, you sure can. You can take a nap, whatever it takes. You know, you can take a, you yeah. pull over and take a nap. Just be careful where you pull over. Don't pull over in places like Chicago or some places in L.A. <laughs> yeah. You'll have well. to pull over, take a nap, and wake up with no tires, no no rims on your vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Might wake up the side of the road. We've got a place over here. It's famous. People say that if, you, if, if you're going down the road, you better do over 30 miles an hour. You still lose your hook. You still lose your <laughs> Some of them guys are pretty good. You're <laughs> quick now, I tell you. <laughs> no. Yeah. But remember, RVing, folks, you know, you can call golf a hobby, and you can call fishing a hobby. And But RVing is not a hobby. It's a lifestyle. Yes, it is. Because I've never met no more interesting people or helped more veterans. Actually, I, I've talked to people at campgrounds. And just find out what they had problems with the VA, and uh, realize that there's a lot of veterans out there that need help, especially with the VA. 
Yeah. We put a lot of them in the right direction and, you know, and help them out with the claims and stuff too, you know. I thought about getting, becoming a certified claims agent and just taking off on a, a driver and going to these places and, you know, just talking to people and stuff and help them out. So, but, well, you know, I'm, it all depends on the end. I'm stay busy. Yeah, I will. Yeah. But, uh, I think it's, uh, Really a good thing, you know, and and I was really surprised how many women are RVers, just women, and uh, they seem to love it. A lot of them travel in like convoys and what have you, and just uh, wherever they they park, you know, they we got a group on get together full time to go to Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'll be doing that, but there's a group of coats in Mexico. Well, I wouldn't sure do, do that. that. You know, me, like I said, I like especially in the wintertime, you know. Only, only white stuff I want to see is a white sandy beach somewhere. I'm tired of looking snow. <laughs> Going to Alaska for one. <laughs> they do. <laughs> not for winter, of course. They go to Alaska. Not not for winter, yeah. That's a quite a trip. That That'd be a rough trip. I I mean, that's a bad road, too, ain't it? Yes, it is. That Richardson Highway. I would, uh, I believe I'd give that some second thought before I'd tear my vehicle up. The roads are mm-hmm. up, and oh man! And if you're looking at an RV, if you want to see things like that, there's always some TV shows on. You need to come on the music channels like GAC and CMT, and the Travel Channel yeah. occasionally. They've got uh, they got one show called uh, Going RV. It's a pretty good show. One of our one of our members was on that here a while back. It's pretty cool. And then, uh, there's a big dealership called Lazy Days. They're based, I think, they've got off. Places in Tucson and down in Tampa. They've yeah. got a lot of campers down there, and but they have a lot of shows and showing people buying RVs and stuff and what they look at, what they look for. I was watching one here, John, uh, uh, where all the only campsites they go to or mainly go to are the free ones. There's a lot of free sites out there. Of course, there's no yeah, electricity or or facilities or nothing, but they're free. You know what that's that, called, Gerald? What's that? That's called boondocking. <laughs> boondocking, okay. Well, yeah. And uh, people do that. It was it was pretty interesting. Uh, Some people got solar panels. They got generators. And everything you know, they we don't need yeah. electricity. They can just run them solar panels. They can run their stuff. You know, people do it. People live that's like right. that. You know, and you know, uh, good luck on Wi-Fi, but you know. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that'd be out unless you had a satellite dish. But uh, a lot of campgrounds don't have Wi-Fi. Lake Gunnersville State Park is a beautiful campground. Still, a lot of campsites are very popular, but their Wi-Fi is the worst I think I've ever seen. Ah. Uh, That'd be something. Of course, and you some a lot of year family doing it too. Yeah, some year RVs though, wouldn't they? Uh, uh, some of them, a lot of them have Wi-Fi built in them, don't they? Yeah, they got extenders and things like that, you know. But there's no the built-in Wi-Fi itself comes from a different source. Oh, if you're gonna build a uh, campground if you're on a lot somewhere like that you can put Wi-Fi in like that you know and uh, public Wi-Fi is not trustworthy anyways you know I mean, it's a lot down a lot and, uh, well but, yeah well I don't know you're limited in that aspect but people can take a if they've got an unlimited cell phone plan they can get one of them cell phones and they, they can, you know one of them you can get Wi-Fi that way. Yeah. 
trying to three G or four G, but it depends on where you're at too. Because cell phone signal is bad, the Wi-Fi signal is going to be bad. So, you know, that's one drawback from it. But and it's it's not bad. I mean, it's it's a good lifestyle. Gives a chance to get out and meet people if you want to go over the lake and do some fishing or whatever. And that's pretty good. Well, there's, you can do some or... there's more and more of them on the roads, John. There's, there's a, a lot, lot of, of people like that idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guarantee you, you can get you can go up to Parkside I-44 for 30 minutes. I bet you count 50 of them go by. You sure can. You sure can. Yep. You ought to see I-75 in the springtime or in the winter or in December. You, you see them, man. You, you just count them one after the other heading toward Florida. Yeah. Boy, there. Well, it's, I mean, once you get into it and set up and... And get the bugs Arizona. out of your your equipment. Uh, I think it'd be a wonderful thing. Yeah. Arizona's become popular for our beers in the wintertime. I know when we lived out in Arizona there, uh, they had a bunch of RV sites. Uh, yeah. And, uh, boy, they always... Come back every year. <laughs> I'd like to go out there at least one winter, spend a couple of months out there, and take my metal detector with me and see if I can't mess around a little bit and do some panning for gold. I think it'd be well, fun. Well, yeah. yeah. It's down at Sonora Desert there. Yeah. Uh, greater Bay. It'd be a lot of fun. You spent a lot of time out there, didn't you? Yeah, I did over a year. You are beating that band. Yeah, you had that band. Yeah, I did. I guess I could call yeah. myself a boondocker. <laughs> you boondocker, all right. That's an RV. You had the bed stuff out. Yeah, we'd know. go out and spend a week, over a week. Here I was renting an apartment. I grew you up. You know, one uh, apartment uptown, and I said, boy, we're wasting our money. <laughs> we'd, mm-hmm. We like cooking on well, that we'd... mesquite. <laughs> yeah. We grew up in eastern Kentucky, and we we stayed on the lakes and on the campgrounds. I mean, we had a camper. And I remember when I was a little bitty boy, Daddy. We was in a boat one day, and Dad put one of them white ski belts. We were little ski belts you put around your waist. Yeah. He put one on me and threw me out of the boat. <laughs> oh, heck. That was fun. That was fun, but camping's a way of life. I mean, you know, it's it's like all the comforts of home, uh, minus you know the, the hotel stuff. You know, because uh, I'd rather sleep in a bed that I know who slept in. Yeah, I hear that. And there's so many bed bugs out there now. But uh, give a little bit of professional advice. If you got a mattress in an RV or a mattress in a motel or a mattress in your house. If you get a Tempur-Pedic, you're not going to have bed bugs. Huh. Did you know that? Why, they don't like it? What are they, uh, foam or? Memory foam, yeah. They cost a little more, but if you get bed bugs in your house and have to have a professional come in and fix it, well, that mattress probably pay the tax on it. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, it's not bad. Not bad at all. It's a good lifestyle, Joe. Well, we enjoy doing yeah. it. Yeah. get a chance to do it. I'd like to do it more. But, you know, if things get situated, we probably will be doing a little bit more. And meet some really nice people, too. Uh, yeah. I suspect, you know. Um, We're probably going to head out your way before too long. Well, you'll be sure to stop in here. You can camp well, in my yeah, backyard. Well, <laughs> 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 sure you got a plug in. You got all kind of plug in. 
Well, yeah, if you bark yeah. in the front yard, you can even hook your sewer up. I had him leave a what, you got a vent there. Yeah. Uh, he got even got a sewer hook up. Yeah. Well, that's good, buddy. That's in the front yard. Right. And uh, we had I might even have electrical outlet there if you don't yeah. burn over... Oh, eight to now, fifteen watts. <laughs> well, it don't matter. I ain't going. I wouldn't hook the air conditioner like that. You know, it's fine. It's fine. We might do a show from there. You never know. Yeah, we could. Yeah. We could have a big cook yeah. out. Well, I'd give all the information I've got out. You know, I'd get some size and some length. Things like that. I hope the show helps somebody with some information. Uh, any questions, you know, you can ask them on full time. Go on and ask any question you want to, you know. You can go on these sites and ask them, especially, you know, especially the veterans pages and full time RVers. Uh, another site, real quick, is RVers of America. That's a sister site to full time RVers. That's another good site. And uh, it's still a fledgling, growing site, but. Uh, you know, again, there's a lot of people on there. A lot of people have a lot of good I, ideas, too, you know. But well, there's people I know there's RV a lot of RVers out there. But, uh, they still RV in the wintertime. They got underpin and everything on their units. Heaters, yeah. Yeah. Sure do. Yeah, I'll be up there in Kansas City or even Canada. Well, now, that'd be rough. It'd be rough. You'd have to have an RV that's uh, very well insulated for a trailer. One thing I do want There's one thing I do want to touch on. If you're an RV and you do go into Canada and you're a 100% disabled veteran, you need to contact Chant VA. And... The reason being is uh, you need to enroll in the foreign medical program. That way, if you get across the border and get sick, you know, from service-neck disabilities, the VA will pay, pay your bill. Very important. Yes, it's also, it uh, yeah, if you travel out of the country, you need to do that too. Or if you take a cruise, you need to do it. Because As a matter of fact... Yeah, uh, we we have some uh, archive uh, shows on that, uh, uh, John. I think we had Barry Haid on there. Uh, he was discussing that, and I believe Glenn Johnson discussed it too. Yeah. So you might go off. to some of our old archives, and yeah. uh, uh, you but. For sure, get a hold of Sham BA and and uh, uh, get this taken care of, especially if you're, you know, if you're going out of the yeah. country. We just do a web search for medical program, Sham BA, and you should all have the forms and everything pop up right there in front of you. You just fill them up, send them in to them, and they'll send you confirmation. I don't think they'll want some information about your, you know, about your disability and stuff as far as your percentage and things like that, you know. Yeah. That's but, uh, about you, it. You know, I want to make sure I got that out there. I make well, sure I got that out there because, you know, it's nothing worse than going out to on a good trip and getting sick. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Nothing worse than that. But ain't nothing been, better than getting, you know, and, I mean, to do something like that and get done enjoying yourself. Yeah. Well, Drew, yeah. we got a minute left, buddy. I want to appreciate you helping me out with this show. Well, I'm glad to do it. Uh, mm. uh, I'm not a full-time... Well, I am a member of full-time RVers, but uh, yep. I haven't got my RV yet, folks, but I'm getting one. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> be sure to check our archives here at com. And uh, pick you some shows out and listen to them. They're 
but very well uh, noted so you can tell what the program's about. And uh, check it out on this, leaving the country and and, uh, uh, getting registered uh, prior to leaving. So uh, with that, I guess we're we're pretty well done. Thank you. Thank you all for listening in. From Ashnod. Claims You've been listening to the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show, sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Hadit.com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Bastard Show. <laughs>